Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. This week is the second to the last week of Advent, and we will be in the book of 1 Corinthians, and we'll be taking a good look at love and what love is really all about. And this coincides with the lighting of the third purple candle and the fourth of the five candles, which will take us up to next week, Christmas Day, when we will celebrate the birth of Jesus and lighting the final candle, the Christ candle, which brings us to the conclusion of the Advent season. And with that, we are going to look at the entirety of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, using God's word and the dictionary to make sure we get a thorough and deep understanding of what exactly this passage is saying to us. So let's begin by reading the passage, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. And love never fails. Let's start out with our first few words here of this passage. Love is patient. And let's see what the dictionary has to say. Being patient according to the dictionary, is slow to lose one's temper with irritating people or situations. The Bible says of patience, Ephesians 4.2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Let's move on to love is kind. And the dictionary says of kindness that it is having or showing a friendly, generous, and considerate nature. The Bible says, Ephesians 4, 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Next, we get to love does not envy. What does the dictionary say about envy? And it says it is marked by extreme desire for wealth or possessions or for another's possessions. And what does the Bible have to say about envy? Galatians 5.26 makes it quite clear. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Moving on, love does not boast. The dictionary says to boast is to talk with excessive pride and self-satisfaction about one's achievements, possessions, or abilities. The Bible says in Jeremiah 9.22.24, it says, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Moving on, love is not proud. The dictionary says, Being proud is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction as a result of one's own achievements, qualities, or possessions. Bible says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18.12. And to follow up, James 4, 6 through 7 states, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Moving on. Love does not dishonor others. That's a tough one. What does the dictionary say of dishonor? It says to treat in a degrading manner, to reduce someone to a lower position in one's own eyes or someone else's eyes, to make someone ashamed or embarrassed. What does the Bible have to say about dishonoring people? James 4.11. Let's take a look. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. Moving on, love is not self-seeking. Let's take a look at the dictionary on that. Self-seeking is having concern for one's own welfare and interests before those of others. Bible says in Philippians 2.3, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, counting others more significant than yourselves. And another passage, Romans 2.8, breaks it down even further. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. All right, moving on. Another very tough one. Love is not easily angered. What does the dictionary say about anger? It says a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. And what does the Bible say about anger? Proverbs 14.29. Whoever is slow... To anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Let's follow that up with Ecclesiastes 7.9. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. And Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry, but do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your anger. Moving right along, love does not keep a record of wrongs. And what does the dictionary have to say about the word wrong? It says an injurious, unfair, or unjust act. And what does the Bible have to say of wrongs? Matthew 6, 14, 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Continuing on with Proverbs 20, 22. Do not say, I will pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Again, another passage in Proverbs 10:12 says, hatred stirs up dissension, but love covers over all wrongs. Next, we come to love does not delight in evil. And the dictionary states of evil that it is morally reprehensible, wicked, sinful, disgustingly unpleasant, vile, morally despicable, or abhorrent physically repulsive, rotten, unrighteous, vicious, dark. What a definition. That is so descriptive. That sounds in its own right, like we are reading God's Word. But let's take a look at what God's Word says of evil. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate, says the Lord. Romans 12.9 says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. We continue on. Psalm 34, 14 states, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22 takes it even further and says, abstain from every form of evil. Now we come to love rejoices in the truth. And what does the dictionary have to say about truth? says the body of real things, events, and facts, actuality, the state of being the case, fact, something that has actual existence, an actual 
occurrence. Sounds pretty positive. Sounds pretty direct. Let's look at what the Bible has to say of truth. 1 John 3.18 says, Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Following up, John 1.14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Moving right along to more, John 7.17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. John 8.32, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Moving on, love always protects. Dictionary says, protect. To cover or shield from exposure, injury, damage, or destruction. To guard. Proverbs 4.23 says of protection, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We read next in Psalm 32.7 of protection, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from the trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Continuing on with Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, protect your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Moving on, love always trusts. And the dictionary says of trust, it is perfect reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. On to God's word, Proverbs 3, 5. What does God tell us trust looks like? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And isn't that trust? To rely on the Lord, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. There is the biggest form of trust we will ever have in anything or should have in anything. Continuing on, Psalm 56, 3 through 4 states, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh, other people, do to me? Psalm 118.8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Love always hopes. What does the dictionary say of hope? Hope is to desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment, to expect with confidence. Now let's see what the Bible says about hope. Isaiah 40.31, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let's keep going. Love always perseveres. And this is a big issue for many people. Persevering through life is very difficult. So what does the dictionary say of perseverance? To persevere, you are in a state of undertaking in spite of counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement. Let's read that one more time. To persevere, you are in a state or undertaking, currently doing, in spite of counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement. What does the Bible have to say about perseverance? Hebrews 10, 36. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Let's move on to James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature 
and complete, not lacking anything. And now we conclude this passage and looking at the final word, love never fails. And let's look at what the dictionary has to say as our final definition of fail. Failure, according to the dictionary, is to fade or die away, fall short, to be or become absent or inadequate. I think that describes the entirety of God's word. Without God's love, we fade away and die. We fall short of the glory of God, and we will be absent and inadequate in the sight of God. So now we have a pretty clear picture of the attributes of love. But one last detail that is often confusing is, but what is love really? Is it more than just a feeling, more than just something uh, we express verbally or physically? And love is indeed far bigger than a feeling, an emotion, a word, an action. And that is because love is not a what. Love is a who. And that who is God. And we just read and reviewed each individual attribute of God, which is exactly why love can never fail. It is God. Isn't that amazing? Love is not something we people just conjured up. True love is shown and given to every believer by God and was left as an example by Jesus himself. So where is the evidence that God is all of these things and that it's not just a great passage for weddings? 1 John 4.16 says, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God, who is love, abides in him. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Wow, that's incredible. Let's read another passage, 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. Yes, there it is. We can only love. We only know what love is because he showed us exactly what it is and who it is and how to have it and give it away. But how do we live this out day by day, sincerely, honestly, and in a Christ-like way? Let's check out Romans 12, 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Let's check out 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And Proverbs 3, 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And there are our direct answers right from God's word. These are our direct instructions if we choose to live in God's love and give God's love away to others. There is no other form of love, no other way to receive it, no other way to give it outside of what we have just seen firsthand from God's word, his love, his attributes. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for your love that has had no beginning and will have no end. A love which chose us before the foundations of the earth for love that is never measured, but freely poured out into every believer. Thank you for your amazing love that was sent in and through Christ to redeem us and for your perfect love that never changes even when we turn our backs and place condition on your love and our love for you. And now we ask all of these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one and only author of love.